autotones, which is our very means of conquest. Once you offer respectful obeisances to the personality of Godhead, Narayan, to Narayan Rishi, the supermost human being, to Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning, the Sri Vyasa, the author. Nastaprayeshva Bhadreshu. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki By regular attendance in classes on Srimad Bhagavatam and by rendering service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is destroyed almost to nil. In loving service to the personality of Gaudiya, whose praise of transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact. Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 20, Conversation between Maitreya and Vidura, Text 26. So I'll read the Sanskrit. Pahimam paramatmangs te. Pahimam paramatmangs Okay, good. If you can, you know this verse. You got a phone? No. Pahimam paramatmangste. Pahimam paramatmangste. Prashane nasrijam praja. Prashane nasrijam praja. Wow, that's great. You did it perfect. <laughs> Taima yabhitum papa. Taima yabhitum papa. Anybody know what yabhitum refers to? to? To have sex. We're still on the sex thing. I never, it's always, you know, maituni, mituna, and all these, but yabhitum just means to have sex. Last line. Upakramanti mam prabho. Upakramanti mam prabho. Very good. Word about my word meanings, please repeat. Pahi. Pahi. Protect. Protect. Mam. Mam. Me. Me. Parama Atman. Parama Atman. O Supreme Lord. O Supreme Lord. Te. Te. Your. Your. Prashanena. Prashanena. I'm sorry, it's Prashanena. Prashanena. What is Prashna? That's a question. But Prashanena is by order. Asrijam, I created. Praja, living beings. Ta'ima, those very persons. Yabhitum, to have sex. Papa, sinful beings. Upakramanti, are approaching. Are approaching. Mom, Mom. May. Me. May. May. Me. <laughs> Prabhu. Prabhu. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Translation by the language of the Prabhupada. Lord Brahma, approaching the Lord, addressed him thus. Which form of the Lord is this? anybody remember? <coughs> According to the purport yesterday. <coughs> Huh? He says Shirodaka Shai Vishnu, which I thought Shirodaka Shai Vishnu was this Paramatma, the super soul, and all the living beings in the universe. But he maybe he's, 
Okay, he's the one on sweat to do it. Your pro, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I figured. I just never heard that really. I always thought it was both exchange. But he's gone both places. Lord Ramah, approaching the Lord, addressed him thus My Lord, please protect me from these sinful demons who were created by me under your order. They are infuriated by an appetite for sex and have come to attack me. <coughs> Please repeat, Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma. Approaching the Lord. Approaching the Lord. Addressed him thus. Addressed him thus. My Lord. My Lord. Please protect me. Please protect me. From these sinful demons. Who were created by me under your order. They are infuriated by an appetite for sex. They are by an appetite for sex. And have come to attack me. Purport. It appears here that the homosexual appetite of males for each other is created in this episode of the creation of the demons by Ramah. In other words, the homosexual appetite of a man for another man is demonic. Demoniac, and is not for any sane man in the ordinary course of life. Period. <laughs> huh? That's it. That's all I said. Yeah. Yeah. I was born in the darkness of ignorance, our spiritual master. It's kind of time to open my eyes with a torchlight of knowledge, please. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him and to all members of Sri Parampara. Pahimam paramatmam te preshane nashujam paja Tahimaya vitum papa Bakramanti mam prabho Lord Brahma approaching the Lord addressed him thus My Lord, please protect me from these sinful demons who were created by me under your order. They are infuriated by an appetite for sex and have come to attack me. So, this is... I wondered where this type of thing was found in the Bhagavatam, and here it is. It's one of the things that kind of makes it or breaks it for people in Krishna consciousness. Sometimes this kind of verse and... I was just thinking, actually I was remembering a, a lecture by Devamrita Swami who said that, that uh, Maya, he was explaining about Maya Devi and the job that she has supporting Krishna. He was saying that she, uh, well, the statement that I remember was that she keeps insincere people away from Krishna. So, people, you know, us in this world, we, we take it that we're a, because we come in contact with a material nature, as we've heard, what is this? This is a statement by, anyway. We, living energy comes in contact with material energy and assumes himself to be a product of the material energy. Thus he undergoes the miseries of material existence. That's a nice verse. I should know where that is. 
It's right after the verse where, <clears throat> oh, it's where Vyasadeva sits down in the holy place and he's meditating. And he says that he, he meditates on the Supreme Personality of Godhead without any tinge of materialism in this verse. And he says when he does that, then he can see the material energy, which is under complete control. He can see the Supreme Personality of Godhead as well as the external energy, which is under full control, Prabhupada is saying. And that's all the language is in that one verse. But it's a powerful verse. So... This is a situation, a person who's, who's a, you know, can meditate and in a pure state can actually see things as they are. And so Srila Prabhupada, of course, is on that platform. I was reading, a, um, I thought of these verses, like Tabbab Bisargo Jantaga Vipavo. Because uh, Prabhupada talks about saint sanity here. That's the kind of thing that kind of struck me. That's a verse. It says, in, or, in other words, the homosexual appetite of a man for another man is demoniac and is not for any sane man in the ordinary course of life. There's a, a statement about how people can become sane in their transactions. I always like that language. Anybody remember where that comes from? Well, I just purport. said. Purport. Yeah, it's a purport. And it's this verse, Tadvak Visargo, Janataga Viplavo, Yasmin Pratislokam, Abadibhatiyapi. So that this literature, the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is full of descriptions of the transcendent glories, name, fame, forms, pastimes, etc., of the, of the unlimited Supreme Lord is a different creation. And. Um, Prabhupada says that, uh, you know, like it says, Yasmin Pratishlokam Abhadvatiyapi, that it may be what we're saying, or what I'm, you know, Prabhupada takes the humble, and I'm just a living entity trying to transmit this message. There may be so many faults in it, but it's just like if a person's fire, if there's a fire in somebody's house, and he doesn't speak the same language as his next door neighbor, but he runs to him for help. He'll get the message out, even though he can't even speak the language, you know. And Prophet says, we, we will certainly fail in our attempt to express these things in appropriate language, but because of the seriousness of the message, the, that message will be understood, and people will become sane in their transactions. That's what I... They will have a chance by hearing the, you know, the message and the, which is mixed with the glorification to the Lord, that people have a chance to become sane in their tra transactions. And we see that this is insanity. So, I mean, Lord Ramai's, like it's already been stated, he's created these demons and now they're running after him for sex, you know. What a wild thing that is. I wonder if Hollywood will pick this, this thing. They picked up a lot of things from Vedic literature and made movies out of it. When will they do this? <laughs> anyway, um, I saw so many things that I would like to... 
to read that Srila Prabhupada said. I don't know if I can get through it all, but um, in Bhagavad Gita, I was speaking to a, a young person who had come here to live in the temple, and we were going to the campus one day, and we were in the van, and the subject of homosexuality came up. And I realized there was some sensitivity in the vibration in the van at that time when it came up. And so finally this person asked me in a very serious tone of voice, now what are you saying about this? What are you saying about homosexuality or something like that? And I thought to say that it doesn't matter homosexuality or heterosexuality, everybody has to control their sex urge. And, uh, you know, sex is meant for a certain thing, and it has to be used for that, and that's it. And I thought of this analogy that, you know, it's like a, sex is like a sharp kitchen knife. Everybody needs a sharp kitchen knife to do certain things. Um, but it has to be respected. I learned that when I was a kid. I didn't respect a knife one time. I was at camp. And I used it on my leg as well as the stick I was. So a sharp knife is, has a certain purpose. You need it to do certain things, but you have to respect it and use it the way it's intended. Otherwise, it can be dangerous. So sex is very much the same way. Um, and the whole problem is explaining different verses in the Bhagavad Gita. Or a lot of the problem is that the opposite of using something the way it's supposed to be used is to get into a lusty mentality and try to overuse it for your own sense enjoyment. And what is the result of lust? First of all, what is Krishna saying in the Bhagavad Gita? Lust is the one thing which is the... All you can't, Yeah, all devouring, sinful enemy of this world. That one thing, lust. So, there it is. It's a dangerous thing. Be careful with it. Um, what else did he say about lust? How else is lust described, which is really interesting? Never satisfied. It can never be satisfied. And burns like fire. Burns like fire. And that's even in a lot of the popular songs. Yeah, everybody actually knows it. Yeah. It's out there all the time. And we see how... You know, that's a big subject in the uh, these tabloids and the, on the uh, you know on the newsstand when you walk through the grocery store, especially if you go somewhere like Fry's where they have all of them right there. <laughs> Catch a lot of people, and uh, you know, here's the latest Hollywood star who's you know they have this indulgent life and they go from one partner to the other, but oh, and you see a picture where they're like this and they're on the verge of suicide because of, you know, their activities, loose activities, which are not taking into account the um, injunctions of the scriptures. <laughs> Speaking of the injunction to the scriptures at the end of the chapter on divine and demoniac natures. Anybody want to quote that verse? He who discards, he who discards scriptural injunctions and acts according to his own whims. Yes, just, uh, Vidyan, 
What is Kamakarita? Act whimsically. What is whimsical activity? <laughs> yeah. It's in here. I don't know if I can. There's a nice explanation of what is whimsical. It's in one of these purports. Well, it's just right in the verse. Whimsically means without reference to Krishna's you know, advice. Prabhupada really goes into it and he, like, like we're saying, he just like goes over it and over it and over it with some statements, you know. Um, you have the verse? 1624, I think. Mm. Is it, isn't that one where he says the famous verse? Uh, he said the sex life. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, Krishna says his sex life. According to the, the, yeah, the, 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 the religious principles. Yeah. Also, there are three gates leading to hell. What are those? Wow. These are the secrets of life here, boys and girls. Three gates leading to hell, lust, anger, and greed. Every sane man should give these up. There's that sanity thing again. For they lead to degradation of the soul. The beginning of demoniac life is described herein. One tries to satisfy his lust. When he cannot, anger and greed arise. A sane man who does not want to glide down to the species of demoniac life must try to give up these three enemies which can kill the self to such an extent that there is no possibility of liberation from this material entanglement. Um, mm. As described before, the Shastra Vidhi, or the direction of the Shastra, is given to the different castes and orders of human society. Everyone is expected to follow these rules and regulations. If one does not follow them and acts whimsically according to his lust, greed, and desire, then he will never be perfect in his life. In other words, a man may theoretically know all these things. This is what I was like through the way says. In other words, a man may theoretically know all these things, but if he does not apply them in his own life, then he is to be known as the lowest of mankind. In the human form of life, a living entity is expected to be sane and to follow the regulations given for elevating his life to the highest platform. But if he does not follow them, then he degrades himself. But even if he follows the rules and regulations and moral principles, and ultimately does not come to the stage of understanding, got him, sorry. Even if he, does, he follows the rules and regulations and moral principles, and ultimately does not come to the stage of understanding the Supreme Lord, then all his knowledge becomes spoiled. And even if he accepts the existence of God, if he does not engage himself in the service of the Lord, his attempts are spoiled. Therefore, one should gradually raise himself to the platform of Christian consciousness and devotional service. It is then and there that he can attain the highest perfectional stage, and not otherwise. The word kamakarta is very significant. A person who knowingly violates the rules, acts in lust. He knows that this is forbidden, and still he acts. He probably goes on. You know. This is called acting whimsically. He knows that this should be done, but still he does not do it. Therefore, he is called whimsical. 
Such persons are destined to be condemned by the Supreme Lord. Such persons cannot have the perfection which is meant for human life. Human life is especially meant for purifying one's existence. And one who does not follow the rules and regulations cannot purify himself, nor can he attain the real stage of happiness. One should therefore understand what is duty and what is not duty by the regulations of the scriptures. Knowing such rules and regulations, one should act so that he may gradually be elevated. In the temple here... Is that the first part? That's the, next, the last verse of chapter 16, Divine and Demoniac Natures. Okay, so that's not the... That's 1624? That's 1624. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I was thinking of the uh, verses from... Chapter 3. Actually, these are the first ones I thought of. And thinking about this verse. And also, you know, just thinking about that young person that I had been talking to in the van that day. And I wish I had had thought to say, you know, Bhagavad Gita has this simple instruction by Krishna. Work has to be done as a sacrifice for Vishnu. Otherwise, work causes bondage in this world. People think, oh, bondage in this world, what's the big deal? You know, there's a little good and a little bad in this world. You just go along and take it. Not that big a deal. I don't mind being a little bound to this world. This world's fun a lot of times, you know. So what's the problem? Anybody can say? Are you uh, saintly devotees? No, what is the problem with bondage? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a recipe for your own suffering. I mean, it's written there. Therefore, O son of Kunti, perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction, and that way you will always remain free from bondage. So this is the, you know, our basic instruction there. Right away, pretty much in the first part of the Bhagavad Gita, the eighth or ninth verse in the third chapter. Whatever you do has to be done as a sacrifice for Vishnu. There's another verse. What is that? I think that's the ninth, ninth chapter. Yet karoti, yet vedashanasi. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer, whatever you give away, do it as a sacrifice for me. These are secrets of life here. <laughs> so uh, before you get in, involved in any lustful thing, it's just going to lead to suffering. Every time. It's just the program. Um, you have to think about these things. So, living in the temple, we're so lucky we get to talk about this. We get to talk about these principles that are going to help us in life. Not to, as Srila Prabhupada says in one verse, be subjected to the suffering of the fools and rascals. Where did I see that? He's not subject to. Is that the verse Yan Maitanadi Kriya Meda Sukhani Tuchna? I was Yeah, you quoted that the other day. Yeah. His sex life in that verse is compared to rubbing yeah. of the hands together to relieve an itch. Yeah. And if a sober person can just learn to tolerate that itching urge to rub something to relieve it, just Learn to face that down and tolerate it. 
then he is not subject to the suffering of fools and rascals. He doesn't have to undergo the same problems in life. So, but we have to practice that. I really liked what Kirtan Yogi, the way he started his, actually he almost made me cry the other day in Sunday Feast Lecture. He wasn't exactly related, but his first two sentences uh, to his topic, but his first two sentences were that, um, you know, welcome to our Sunday feast and festival. He said, every day in Krishna consciousness is a festival, he says. And in Krishna consciousness we get a, a chance to practice every day and get some realization, further realization. So he just said like, two or three really just wonderful things about Krishna consciousness and getting, you know, the opportunity to be here in the temple and be practicing Krishna consciousness. That every day it's like a possible festival if we're really sincerely practicing. And then we, we practice and we get every every day it's an opportunity to learn a little more, a little more, a little more. Get better and better and more and more a festival. The more and more it becomes a you know a wonderful thing in our minds. Our own minds become pacified. While I'm thinking about it, well, I was just thinking that, you know, this statement that we read, it's so hard for people to, to uh, swallow a lot of times that this type of sex is, is demoniac. And I wanted to ask the devotees, is, you know, indiscriminate sex within a heterosexual relationship, is that also demoniac? Could it be described as demoniac? Yeah. I have my own friends that I... Certain friend in high school, and she's complained to me for years. He's just a sex maniac, you know. He's just all the time, you know. He's one of my best friends in high school. I didn't, you know. He seemed like a. He's a very intelligent person. He became a dentist. He's, uh, he teaches at a dental school, at a university. He, he was a summa cum laude in high school and all this other stuff. And uh, but his wife, this is story I get from his wife, you know, so, and the wife was not happy with that situation, you know. Prabhupada says that uh, a person should, after conception, you, you conceive a child under religious principles, and then you don't bother your wife during the pregnancy at all, no sex during the pregnancy. And then, after pregnancy, what, for six months? while she's raising the child up to the age of six, also, what? Complete celibacy, don't bother the wife. Um, so there for a period of 15 months, or 16 months, celibacy. So that's, you know, that's austerity, and that's, that's the Vedic system. But just the opposite in this uh, world today, which, um, I was reading, now how, another thing I brought, now, you can tell me if you want me to read some of this or not, but speaking of homosexual uh, appetite, males for each other, there was a report done by a psychologist who treated over a thousand 
I get the idea it was male homosexuals who came to him for because they were had enough distress in their life to come to him for treatment. Not all not all homosexuality is that way. Some is handled very sanely, I feel like. And I've seen this. I've known people who did not really come to grips with their feelings of attraction for the same sex until they were adults, pretty far along as adults. They had just, um, their whole life, tried to go along with the pattern of things and not, you know, call attention to themselves or, you know, try to make waves. And according to this report, that is a situation which results in more uh, stable, um, what do you call it, ability to function in society later on. As opposed to the situation where he, he comes to, after treating these a thousand, over a thousand of these people and hearing their problems and thinking about it, he says there are five things which are common among people, and this is mostly happens when people try to act on their impulses at a younger age. That this is, uh, you know, it ends up being more of a, a disturbance, you know, which could be avoided. But uh, if you want me to, I can read these, I don't know, in a Bhagavatam classic, but we have, ha- we have seen these things, I feel like. There's a person who is not with us here today, but... Yes. I mean, you asked a question, should you read that stuff? Well, um, if you think, you know it's, that you're going to read. If yeah. you think that what you're going to read is going to help us... Well, that's why I brought Hate it. the sin, but not the sinner. Yeah, that's what we have to do. That's, that's I mean, we all have to keep that in mind. So, is that going to be more uplifting, or just we're going to get into... For me, the, these things helped me to understand some of the behaviors that I see going on in the temple. And some anger. I mean, I've seen just anger that was unexplainable, even towards older people in our community, like 80-year-old gentlemen, which just became the subject of this malicious attack by a person. He, didn't even know what, why is this causing so much anger, you know. But this psychologist identifies it. And it really made sense to me, I, I mean, I read this otherwise, and I feel like Srila Prabhupada has, has helped us with the psychology on almost everyone we come in contact with. And the more we understand people's psychology, the more we can say, yes, I understand this, I've, you know, I've encountered this before, and this is the way it seems to be. So that's why I kind of was, I brought it and I was going to read these. If well, let me ask you. Let me ask the question another way. When you mm-hmm. were speaking with that uh, individual in the van mm-hmm. uh, and trying to deliver the Krishna conscious verdict on homosexuality, did that person come away feeling that that you were uh, personally attacking? That no, I don't think so. I think he, and I wasn't. You know, I was. Uh, Actually, he kind of, or the person said, mm-hmm, like, because I said, um, it doesn't matter if you're homosexual or heterosexual, we have to learn to control your sex desire. 
Like for it was a successful exchange then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, good. Later on, things got. Then I'm trusting your motive to read that. Okay. <laughs> you have a question, Mike? Hey, well, it's, it's a question, it's a statement. Um, I agree with you because it's very, very complex. Because when you look at the situation now, and if you're aware of it, transgender movement is gigantic. You know, transgenderism is it's huge. And it was purely engineered that way. And I won't go into all the details, but people who mothers of two the baby is three months old or six months old and they have a choice to change the baby's sex. Oh gosh. So yeah. yeah. So and then they grow up with that tendencies and those, you know, we talk about scandals, those tendencies. So as he's saying is, are we going to look at the sin of the sinner? Because so many children now are raised, like you look at so many of these celebrities and so many, um, they don't want to identify between a girl or a boy anymore. The, the boy is raised as a girl, deliberately raised as a girl. And the girl is raised as a boy. And it's not just an isolated thing, it's this huge wave that's taken over our society. I can tell people are really... More so, and more mixed so up. what are you going to do with all those children at two years old, or the, the sex has changed in the womb? I don't know, but Krishna has a control of it. It's like <laughs> that verse says, all Vyasadeva saw material energy under full control. He saw the Supreme and he saw the material energy under full control. Well, I, I just recently came across uh, an article that uh, this actually, they explain this, this homosexual behavior, like same-sex, um, mm -hmm. in the in Sastra. And they quoted from, it's, it's coming from the Kama Sutra. And they, uh, Krishna, after Vyasadeva, composed it, he, so he breaks it down, actually, how people are coming into this life as karmic, and mm -hmm. they have like these natures, and, mm -hmm. and how we can engage them properly. But I would like to share it to you maybe later or something, but mm -hmm. I, just, I just thought of it, because I just, I thought it explained it really well. He was a Prabhupada disciple uh -huh. that um, actually studied and looked uh -huh. and looked into it. And, and he got so much. He, he wrote a, a book. And it's cool. Yeah. Well, it's something like what you're talking about. And I heard that the GBC is trying to. This is such a big deal, like you said, and I decided yeah, to figure out so all these things. Just discriminate against almost millions. It's gigantic. In my community as a Sikh, we had to address it. So, what, as a teacher, or just as a counselor, when people come to me, I, I can't judge them on the basis of that. I know what my personal opinion is, mm -hmm. and I'm very politically correct. I totally agree with Prabhupada, I totally agree with Yogi Bhajan. <laughs> What do you do? And then most of what, when the research was done from the Dalai Lama and other people, it was they remembered that person as a woman that they were with in a previous life. Mm. It's just the memory that they're having, the Dalai Lama says, mm. and the person's now in a, in, in a same-sex body, same gender. Mm. This is nothing new. Yeah. This is nothing new. This is, yeah. new this, is, this is the material world from yeah. time immemorial. And the reason it is huge, you know, so-called gender fluidity, 
is because tamaguna, the mode of ignorance, is on the ascendant. Mm. This is what's considered, this is the new normal. Yeah. So when we talk about sexuality from the Krishna conscious perspective, we have to talk very scientifically in terms mm. of the modes of material nature. Mm. And it can't be, it has to be very dispassionate, objective. It yeah. can't come off as being sanctimonious, you know, uh, what do mm -hmm. you call it, evangelical, holier than thou kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's got to be very clear. And the reason it's, and because Tamagun is on the ascendant, there's no proper, it's everybody's having sex indiscriminately. So naturally, we're going to get the products of that kind of sex are people who are really mixed up. So uh, we have to just be very scientific about it. That's the beauty of Krishna consciousness. It's spiritual and scientific, one of the same. That's what I noticed about this article that I read. It's coming from that, that angle, mm -hmm. like that spiritual angle. And it's coming from this. It's, it's really beautiful. I the scientific and the modes yeah, of nature. It's, and yeah, and it's explaining it, the modes of nature. And it breaks it down really nicely. Mm -hmm. And there's even, uh, there's, a, there's, a there's a devotee community, there's a home, in the, within the devotee community there's a, a sangha called Galva, Gay and Lesbian Vaishnav Association. Okay? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, now, I, I know the leader of Galva, he's from Hawaii, he's a very nice devotee. Uh, but what, they, what he does is, he tries to explain, in terms of Vedic science, why we are the way we are. And he even talks about how, in Vedic society, uh, because there's always going to be a group of people like that, there's a place for them. And very often, they, they end up, they not end up, but they, they perform the theater. Mm -hmm. And they, they're uh, the uh, dance and the all these well, theater and dance, mm -hmm. uh, and that's and that's their that's their service. Mm. Uh, instead of men and women, uh, you know, heterosexual men and women inflaming their desires, they have the what's called the third sex. I forget the Sanskrit term. So he's talking about how Krishna engages that. Uh, and it, and it's it's right. He'll this person who's the head of this association. He'll agree with you. He couldn't agree with you more. That it's all about being um, uh, engaging your sexuality in a positive way and not being promiscuous and not just trying to you know promote that this is that everybody should experience this you know homosexuality or mm -hmm. or bisexuality you know omnisexuality. Because whatever our sexuality is, you know what? We're not these bodies. We're not. That's not who we are. Yeah. But in material consciousness, that's who people think they really, really, really are. Yeah, and maybe if you'll be happy if you experiment a little bit with these things yeah, that you haven't thought of yet. Now, there's interesting, interesting conversation too between, in terms of the mode of ignorance and mm -hmm. sanity. Mm -hmm. There's a conversation Prophet had in his garden in Los Angeles in 1976, and it's, it's all academics. And so, there's this one guy, Wolf Ratke, Dr. Wolf Ratke, who really loved to hear Prabhupada speak. And Prabhupada was talking about how modern society is insane. 
and because of how they're behaving, what they're doing. And so Wolf Ratke raises his hand and he said, Srila Prabhupada, couldn't we, he's trying to be a little more soft about it, be more politically correct. This is 76. So he says, Srila Prabhupada, couldn't we, instead of saying insane, couldn't we just say uh, that these people are simply unaware, they're just ignorant, they're innocent ignorant. And Prabhupada laughs, he says, yes, insanity is the sum total of all ignorance. That's what insanity is. You take all the ignorance of the world, and when it gets too dark, then it's crazy. It's got no relationship to reality. So Prabhupada, he was sort of granting the guy's point, but he was also saying, that's what insanity is. Don't you see? It's the sum total of all ignorance. It's not his own. Anyway. Right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and I just thought it was a nice way Sri Prabhupada um, explained somehow this, this situation of the, the demons. They're, they're going after Lord Brahma, and they're, this is mode of passion, stirring them up to attack for, for sex. And then he, Prabhupada explains how, but this is, will degenerate into the mode of ignorance because the, the Lust cannot be actually ever satisfied, so the anger and you. So instead of allowing passion to go down towards ignorance, make it go up towards the mode of goodness by, like what you said, employing it somehow or another in a. A dharmic activity. Yeah, like in dance or theater for the glorification oh, okay. of the Lord or something like that. Your, your passion, you know. Let your passion have some vent that, that way. Maybe you have some other idea. Well, that's in the, the, what you were, you were sort of alluding, or this is in Prophet's purport at 337, all the virus and sinful enemy of this world. Uh-huh. Prophet talks about Instead of doing that, indulging, engage in Krishna service in, in a way that Krishna prescribes, and then you'll be elevated to goodness. You yeah. won't go from passion to ignorance, you go from passion up. Freud called it sublimation. So why did Brahma create these beings? Why did Brahma? He says that in the verse. Why he did it? Huh? He was ordered to by Krishna. Oh, he was oh, Krishna. What was it? Could you read the verse again? <laughs> but then that's begging a question. So you read that, and then you have to explain. Lord Brahma, approaching the Lord, addressed him thus, My Lord, please protect me from these sinful demons who were created by me under your order. They are infuriated by an appetite for sex and have come to attack me. So, why so we saw it. Yeah, so why, why, why were these beings created? Why would Krishna order that he yeah. created them? Okay, so well, everybody, everybody comes to this world to be able to... Um, Act out whatever desire they have. And so there are people with that mentality, and this is the way they get to have their little experiments. Yeah. They are created from this part. <laughs> and they go out and they do their stuff and they suffer like anything and get suicidal. And then finally they come, come to... Uh, so did they choose that <laughs> those incarnations? I'm sorry? Did they choose those... Under the auspices of the Lord, do they choose those specific incarnations? Are they, when you say created... No, they don't choose no. any. They don't know what they're they, going to they, get. They, they, they have, choose, this have a, they choose have to indulge that desire. 
They have an yeah. And then God disposes by giving them the, the body and the gross and subtle body to act. Oh, out so they it. choose to dispose of desire, so then God gives them yeah. the when they get it and the consequences come, they go, Whoa, I didn't know this is coming with it. I would think, you know, I would think that, that would be That's why even the whole uh, material world is created. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> and also it's a demonic mostly it's demonic mentality and you know, practicing more of that kind of category more. So the, not as they have those tendencies, it's already in them. Yes. And the Lord just and then, yes. and then they are put into the society as a demons divided. You know, David not so society is also divided in different right. ways. So those type of is there, but it's there in the demonic society, not in you know, it's not in the good society. So that's why, you know, the, this is simple. Okay, so so then so then people with Krishna consciousness then, if you practice Krishna consciousness, you would not lead to those tendencies. Shouldn't. I think. Or if you become a devotee, you learn how to do So you don't go down and you gradually get purified by following the disciplines of bhakti yoga. You get purified. Whether you're heterosexual or homosexual. You get right. purified of materialistic sexuality. That's a very yes. good point. You get purified of materialistic sexuality. That's a very yeah. yeah, demons also become devotees too. So if the transformation is there, it's fine. Yeah. But if it remains in the same level, then it's still your devotee. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> Should I read the verse in purport? It's a short purport, two sentences. You didn't get to hear it? No. No, we just finished. How did it go? Actually, I'm, I'm you can have three meters or two or one. Well, it's three. Well, there was a lot of other stuff we talked about, but three meters. But we can turn, we can turn two of them off for half oh. a year. So. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah. It's cheaper to turn them off than to have have not use any gas and just have the service paying service charge. Yeah, great. That's the answer. It's equivalent to one month service charge. Nice. Okay, this is text 26. Tomorrow will be 27. Lord Brahma, approaching the Lord, addressed him thus, My Lord, please protect me from these sinful demons who were created by me under your order. They are infuriated by an appetite for sex and have come to attack me. Srila Prabhupada says in the purport, short purport, it appears here that the homosexual appetite of males for each other is created in this episode of the creation by the demons, of the demons by Brahma. This episode of the creation of the demons by Brahma. In other words, the homosexual appetite of a man for another man is demoniac and is not for any sane male in the order, ordinary course of life. So he is saying demoniac, that the word is there. Yeah, but, but like Prabhu said, they can be pure, it can be pure, materialistic sex can be purified through Krishna consciousness. Yeah, that opportunity is there. I certainly hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we're better by doing it. Bondage, this world that never has an escape. Yeah. Anything else? I have a question. So what's the definition of sex then? Because some people, just to clarify, may consider it as just intercourse. So, like, how, you know, what's the definition of sex? 
what's the definite? It depends on what is <laughs> is. This sounds like a built-in Huh? <laughs> you want me to be a lawyer here? Is that what? Trying to catch me in some. What? <laughs> trying well, to catch. Sex and subtle sets. I'm not okay. talking about profit adoration distinction like that. Yeah, that's subtle sets. What constitutes break between the regular and the principle? Like, since like if it's two women, then it's it's still sex, even though you know one of them can't penetrate the other. Doing things for your own sense gratification, for my pleasure, is not going to help your Christian conscience. And you're just gonna, it's just going to 